Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Let's go. Welcome to Friday Show. Morning, studio. Morning. All right, let's go around the room. Eddie, your favorite story of the entire week. What do you have? Man, just recently, these archaeologists in Australia found 107 million year old dinosaur bones. That's crazy. They said it was like the first flying dinosaur. Don't know what it's called, but dude. I- just like a couple years ago, I didn't even think dinosaurs were real. That's true. And well, now they're finding these bones. The story is Eddie didn't believe in dinosaurs. I guess there's a difference in didn't believe and also didn't think they were real. Well, it's kind of like, it's so long ago. Because you could have believed it was just a fictional tale. No, and then they're so confident. This is what they looked like. These were their names. This is what they did. What do you How mean do confident? You, is, is there a video of them, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, eating other... Like, there's no video of this other than Jurassic Park. No, but they have the bones that go to... The skeleton fits together, so you know that's what well, it looks like. it fits together like a puzzle. <laughs> have you ever been to a museum? Yeah, yeah, yeah but see, those yeah, aren't yeah, the yeah, real yeah. bones either. No, they are, too. So they yeah, are. are. Some of oh. them are. Oh. But I'm yeah, saying you have yeah. to do a lot of educated guessing, because they don't fit right together, because our bones don't actually go together, even our own body. Correct. Right? We have organs in the middle. We have a lot of things. And even if we found a human's bones, we couldn't tell you what kind of human that was or what they, he they did. They probably can't. I don't know. They can. I can't tell no. you how old something is, but they can. <laughs> I mean, they can find bones uh, 20 years later and tell you this: the person was five foot three, blonde hair. And what kind of personality? I mean, were they funny? Were they moody? We're what keeping it on dinosaurs here. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You didn't believe in dinosaurs. You and didn't think na- they were real until a couple years ago. And now I believe that, yes, they do have proof that they existed, but this story is crazy. Man. What did you use to think dinosaurs like in school when they're like this is a pterodactyl this is the brontosaurus what do you think it was i like greek mythology like medusa she had snakes (laughs) in her head same thing (laughs) so you thought medusa rode the stegosaurus basically correct and zeus rode the tyrannosaurus rex Mm -hmm. so whenever you had a test and they were like oh this dinosaur did did this did you write fake no no because we took tests on roman and greek mythology and you wouldn't write fake and that wasn't real right you would know what athena who athena was you wouldn't I still know the dinosaurs. 
Brontosaurus, that's the big, big one that eats uh, just plants. Yeah. T-Rex, that's the carnivore. Wait, hold on. What? Zeus and them aren't real? <laughs> Are you serious? You're not You're not Stop. serious. You're not Don't serious. You. No, no, no. You're not serious. No. Is this I, a, go ahead. Zeus and uh, Apollo, isn't that one of them? Well, Apollo Creed. Well, no, he's not real Like, either. those aren't real people that people, like, look up to? No. They're gods. Yeah, yeah, but I thought they had to live here, and then they become like these. No, no they weren't real. Mm-hmm. Like Athena. Mythology. I don't know who Myth- Athena is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's mythology. Uh-huh. I thought they became, like, once they died, they became these gods. Like, people looked up to them. Mm-mm. There was never a John C. Zeus. Like, that- you think they're like Cleopatra? <laughs> that, real, she real was real. You know, that's right. a game. That's a game for I later. Real or fake. Like- or real or... Like I just found out, that Eddie didn't know dinosaurs weren't were real, and Lunchbox didn't know Zeus. Yeah, and do. you guys told you taught me years ago that Gumby was real. Gumby's real. Gumby is not real. Okay, it's got to be a game now. That guy, Gumby's not real. Gumby is a the claymation. No, Gumby is that guy that everybody like looks up to. Uh, what is it? What is Gandhi? Gandhi? Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Stop! Oh my stop! 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 I can't. What's his name? This is not Gandhi. Oh my gosh. Gumby. Oh, no. I don't know. Oh, See, my God. I'm telling you, everybody that thinks this is fake, it's not. I swear to you, it wouldn't be this funny if we tried to write this up. It's funny. It, Gandhi. It, it just, okay, it's just, it's just yeah, Gumby. <laughs> I was like, Gumby is not real. What are you thinking? I know. It's like the green thing. Like, in, Don't they look up to that Gandhi. guy? Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi. He was a he was a person, yes. All right, very See? real. He's the one that starved himself, right? Uh, oh. Yeah, he went on a, a hunger strike. Uh, yeah, and then Gumby, he's <laughs> a green dude. He he's a he green creature. Him and Pokey, or whoever it was, we're best friends. Okay, Eddie, thank you for your story, yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Lunchbox. Yeah, I just saw this story about the biggest nerds I've ever seen in my life. So they were like, "Oh, the whole senior class, check out this prank! Hilarious!" So the principal was asleep at her house. And they all snuck in there at 1 a.m. and slept in her house. What? And so when she walks out in the morning, they're all sleeping on the floor. That scared the crap out of me. Yeah. So yeah. I had a dead student. I shot somebody. If I, if man, somebody, somebody that sounds like a dangerous prank. But they didn't. Have, she didn't shoot because she didn't hear anybody. She walks out in the morning I know, just in case and listen to her. Good morning, little bunny. <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny. It's funny because it worked. But I could see a scenario where that did not work out. Yeah. I mean, I would bet they had it worked out with the spouse or someone where the door was unlocked. But Why are they nerds, though? That's a funny prank. Yeah. Who wants to go spend the night at their principal's house? Like, They went viral. Maybe they're close they'll, to her. Yeah, the nerds are close to their principal. Yes. No cool right. kids are hanging hey, out with the Gumby principal. Hey, Gumby once said, be close to your principal <laughs> and thy life will be full. I see what you did. You're yeah. making fun of me. The nerds would have known that. But what I'm saying is, the whole senior class, no way the cool kids were at that party. I thought that was a pretty good one. Amy? Okay, guys. So I'm going to tell you a story about a mermaid, but mermaids are not real. That's Thank another you. great one we should have talked about. You. That's right, mermaids. Okay. So they're that. not real. But... The Little Mermaid, her hair is like really, really beautiful. And my daughter is getting her hair braided this weekend. And she's like, oh, I want like red because Little Mermaid's hair is red. But it's sort of like an orange color in the movie. Anyway, I Google how much or like what kind of hairstyle it was, like the types of braids. And it was $150,000. 
to do her hair because they the Halle Bailey Halle Bailey movie? yeah the way they it, it looked really hundred fifty cool. dollars it was sort of what? braids and like a dreads look and made of uh, truffles and gold yeah she, she wanted her hair but then it was wrapped with other real hair and I don't know it looked really cool but I just was shocked that that's how much they spent on her hair. Was it because they had to keep doing it? And it was yeah, I think at times they had to like take it out and they couldn't reuse the hair. So then they would have to, I was in total, that's what was spent on her hair. Do they use other human hair? Yes. I think it, I read Is it human hair at a premium? Yes. Very expensive. Really? I don't even know where it comes from. Other humans. I know, but I mean. <laughs> but I mean, is it donated? Because I feel like that Probably should sold. go to other people. I think uh, sold for... Purchase, but also donated for people that need it. If you donate it to like a Lux, right? Love Lux organization. Love. Like if, but I just think of all the hair that's donated, and then all the extensions that women have, and it's like eventually they run out of, or they just hair. make it out of, and they, and they can make you. meat out of all kinds of crazy stuff. Now it's not yeah. even meat, lab-grown meat. <gasps> uh, my final story: forty percent of restaurant food poison is because employees are sick. Oh, this no. is from the CDC. If you eat something and you get like a food poison issue, you throw up or. It's because whomever was preparing your food was probably sick. They coughed on it. And oh, or they touched your food. They yeah. Remember Typhoon Mary? Typhoid? Right? Typhoid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my God. Typhoon is a. Ty, that's a storm. That's, like that's a, a storm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typhoid, Typhoid Mary. Typhoid. You know, if we ever have a segment saved in like the. Oh, a museum of any, any sort. Dummy. You know, the Metro. Who knows? This is not the segment they'll use. Okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ah, that's from the New York Post. Oh, man. Thank you. And that was typhoid fever, and that was typhoid Mary. But she was the cook. Yes. Right? So it's kind of the same deal. Yes. A typhoon Mary, a whole different person. <laughs> <laughs> She's a whole different person. It's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bobby Bones. My fiance and I have officially gotten into our first major disagreement as we plan out our wedding. The question is, and I've heard you guys talk about it before, do we have an open bar or not? She contends that it's a nice thing to do and it will ensure everyone has a good time. My thought is that the day's about us, so their good time comes second to our happiness. And I know how much my friends can drink and get out of control. And that doesn't make me happy. I can't speak for her side of the aisle, but I know that a couple thousand dollars on booze and a bartender would be much more wisely spent on the house we want to buy. What do you think? Signed, Boozeless Brian. Uh, do you, did you have an open bar at your wedding, Amy? I did, but I just had wine and beer, so there wasn't liquor. What do we have at ours? You had everything. Everything, everything. You had a, It was you had awesome. Signature cocktails. Yeah, I remember that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. no idea because I don't drink, so I don't know what we did or not. I remember asking them, what do you have? And they're like, what do you want? Right. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. All I remember is Ray not getting out of his mind drunk, and I was proud of it. And then I heard he didn't drink at all because he was afraid if he had one drink, he would have all the drinks. No, I definitely had two drinks. You did have two drinks. But yeah, there's a thing called moderation. I learned it at your wedding. Okay, okay. Is that but right? He, he, he left early. Yeah, because he knew he'd get out of control. Right. I mean, I left the same time Keith left. His One of the guys, the groomsmen left. I left the same time other people did. A uh, groomsman? No chance. Yeah. His buddy from Arkansas. You mean my former stepdad? Yeah, well, Keith and then whoever the other guy was we went to the bachelor party with. Yeah. Scotty. Yeah. Scotty. Yeah, we yeah, all yeah, went yeah. in the same bus together, so I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I just know at Mike D's wedding, Ray got out of control. Oh, man. So everybody kept watching to see if he'd do that at my wedding, and he didn't. He was good, but it sounds like before he got bad, he left. Yeah. Any truth to that? 
Uh, no. No, no, no. And you had it limited, too. You could only get a drink, and then they'd shut it down. No. Oh, what? I don't remember that. Maybe for you. Is what? that what happened on a wedding? No. Like a one drink situation? Not, not for normal people. No. Uh-uh. I mean, <laughs> you guys are living a different world. But, yeah, they would cl- close the bar, and they'd say, all right, you got to head inside now. There's no more drinks. Right, well, that's Ray, when the reception we're, started. We're Correct. About- that sounds like they shut it down. Okay. See, that was early. That's why he left early. That's the only thing yeah. he remembers. He didn't go to the actual... <laughs> He didn't go to the vowels. Didn't he just show up to lunchboxes? Uh, he, did, he just showed up at the reception, didn't even show up at the actual <laughs> wedding. And he was so hammered, his wife had to feed him his food. When he got there. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. This has turned into the race story. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing about a wedding is you're going to have those type of people, but that's what's the fun is you're having your friends and family get together for a party, a celebration. Let's not have a, everybody sit on their hands and stare at each other. That's boring. Let the booze flow. Open the bar. But that does cost a bunch of money. So the question is, do you have an open bar if you're like, we could really use this money for a house? What do you do? What do you tell Amy? Gosh, I mean, but I feel like if she's okay with it, then there must be a way they can make it happen. So I say meet in the middle and you provide one or two drinks. And then after they have that, you drink can tickets. do this. Yes, there's drink, drink tickets I've at the wedding. To, I've been oh, to weddings boy. where you have your drink ticket, one or two, and then anything beyond that, you pay for. I Why'd went you- to those weddings too, but I left early as soon as my <laughs> drink ticket are done. Okay, well, come yeah. on. It's a so compromise. So what do you suggest? No, let her rip, Tater Chip. It's your wedding night. Let's have a celebration. Absolutely open bar. Let's party. Says the guy who had a destination wedding with nobody there and didn't have to no, pay no, for no. a wedding. No, no, no. That's not true. I came back and we threw a party with kegs. Who paid for it? I think my okay, then. father-in-law. Sounds like he's having to pay for his own wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's different. Let, we got a letter up tater chip. We got a don't <laughs> be open, don't be lame and sit on your lame. hands. Let's open the bar. I'm with Amy. Is what? There is a middle ground. Uh. If you're going, we could really use this money in other places. We need to use this money. Then do a drink ticket thing. And the people that don't want to drink will give their drink tickets to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. And somebody can have two or three. Yeah, because when we go places, I usually get your drink ticket. Yes, that's I true. Like that. See, yes. there you go. <laughs> so that's what I would say, boozeless Brian. Don't let this become a big issue. Don't get into a huge fight about it because it ain't worth it. Because. This is a really cool time for you, and you don't want to spend it at odds with your fiance about to be wife. Yeah. And if she's like, I don't even want that, then just give in. Just give in. Exactly. And just have the open bar for her sake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like a fun thing for you to do. I don't know that Dave Ramsey would advise this, but it's like, you know. I, I mean, bet Dave Ramsey had an open bar at his wedding. For sure. Well, Dave Ramsey now. Maybe not Dave Ramsey when he was broke. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because he was broke, but yeah. Find that middle ground. I would do the drink ticket situation. And if that doesn't work with her, just let her have it. Yeah. Just let her have it. Because you can always figure out how to pay for your house, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, they right. take it, or they take it away from you, you know? <laughs> All right, that's it. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. This is a lot of people's very favorite segment of the whole week. It is Fun Fact Friday, and here's what we're doing this week with it. My plan from Verizon puts you in control of your phone plan. We let you guys be in control of the show, and this week, you're controlling Fun Fact Friday. Here's a couple of the voicemails we received. Morning, studio. I have a Fun Fact Friday for you. Do you know what WD-40 stands for? WD is water displacement, and the 40 is the 40 attempts it took to make the formula. Thanks. Have a good day. I don't know if that's accurate. In fact, check this. That's awesome. That sounds awesome. We wouldn't take anything. Just say something interesting. We'll be like, wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Here's Riley from Oregon. Fun fact. Did you know that Guinness Book of World Records is the same company as Guinness Beer? And that they started those books to settle pub disputes and arguments. So fun fact. 
That is a fun fact. That's oh. cool. Which isn't really a thing to young people anymore. That used to be a big deal because a book would come in. Yeah. And you'd look at it and you'd see world's fattest twins and they'd be on <laughs> motorcycles or you'd see small, there's all these crazy records. But I think if you're like 19 years old, you'd, that's just what people talk about that are older. Some book. You can look at some records online, but you really don't get the full experience, you know? You take control of the show and your phone plan. With my plan from Verizon, you get exactly what you want. You only pay for what you need and turn on perks whenever you want. Fun Fact Friday. We'll go around the room on first. The guy who created the baby on board sign has made millions and millions of dollars off of it. The thing is, he doesn't have any kids. What? That's crazy. That's crazy. Amy. Google Images was created after Jennifer Lopez wore that dress in 2000 to the Grammys. The so, open one in the middle? Uh-huh, yeah. the green one. So many people were searching for her outfit that the search engine added an image function. So mm. now Google Images wow. exists, but it's only because of her. Crazy. Morgan? The U.S. Navy uses Xbox 360 controllers to operate the periscopes on submarines. It's because they're lighter, more intuitive, and easier to use. They're also about like $20 each instead of the industry standard, which is $40,000. Yeah, I'm going to take the story of my wife. Video games <laughs> can actually be a positive. Mm-hmm. Lunchbox. Uh, the parrotfish, they eat the algae off coral, and sometimes they digest coral. And when they do that, they grind it up, and they poop out sand. That's right. So all those beaches you go to in the Caribbean, no. that is really fish poop. The all, whole you're thing, telling me all of that. Stop it. This, I think maybe some. This has, le- <laughs> this has led to the creation of many small islands and beaches in the Caribbean because of all the poop they right, excrete. Right. But I'm saying that's not all the sand everywhere. <laughs> that's a lot in of In the poop. Caribbean. I think that's a crazy fact, but I don't think it's, it accounts for all sand in the Caribbean. I mean, how crazy is that that you think you're sitting on this nice sandy beach? You're really sitting on parrot fish poop. By the way, parrot fish. Huh. Parrot I didn't know that was a thing. That itself is cool. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Eddie. His name is Anthony Victor, and he lives in India. He holds the record for the longest ear hair in the world. It's 7.12 inches long. Ew. He just sits there and twirls his ear hair. <laughs> That's funny. Does it man. come from inside or from the lobe? And a little bit of both. So, I mean, I thought about me. I'm always picking like, oh, I got these random ear hairs coming out. But if you just let it grow, you might hold the record. Mine doesn't come from inside the ear. Mine are lobey. I get those lobey hairs that come out, and then I go and the woman who does my hair, my stylist, she goes, "Let me cut your uh, trim your ear hairs." But does anyone ever say no to that? Does no. anyone go? You know, <laughs> I feel like they're in a good spot right now. I'm gonna I let think them Anthony go. Victor says, "Like no. I'm growing them out. I'm going out my ear hairs. So leave those alone this time." All right, that's Fun Fact Friday. Thank you. Fun Fact Friday. Oh. It's time for the good news with Amy. Tell me something good. I love when dog shelters or any animal shelter gets creative so that they can adopt out the pets. Because there was 30 dogs in Kentucky that were going to be put down. But luckily, Muddy Paws Rescue in New York transferred all 30 dogs to their facility. And they started their Taylor Swift campaign where each dog kind of has a Taylor name. Like one of them's Dear John. Another one is Reputation. Uh, Some weird dog names. Like I get it. Hey, I'll take Taylor Girl. Dear John, come here. Oh, (laughs) Yes. Or they're like, guys, she's dated. I mean. (laughs) I mean, love it. Guys, she's dated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Jack, who she's, uh, Jack Antonoff, I don't know how to say his name. She didn't date him. Oh, she didn't? He's a producer. Oh, collaborator. 
Yeah. I thought they wrote collaborator in the story, and I thought they were collabing. What? Oh, no. no. He's a <laughs> He's also from Fun, The Bleacher. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so not her boyfriends at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they say that just like Taylor's tickets, these pups are going to be a hot commodity. I like anything that makes and helps dogs get adopted. That's yes. great. Some of those names are a little weird, though. Like, Dear John. <laughs> Come on. That's a weird one. Uh, good story, though. We love it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We might have a new champion today. It's time for Easy Trivia, where the game's so easy that if you get one wrong, we laugh at you. Yep. That's it. We just laugh at you because it's so easy. Nobody goes home in the first round. The category is fruits. Eddie, what fruit is elongated, curved, and has a yellow peel? That's a banana. That is correct. Morgan, what fruit is a member of the citrus family and is known for its sour taste and yellow skin? A lemon. Correct. Amy, which fruit has a red or green skin, is crunchy, and is often associated with the holiday season? Apple. Correct. And finally, Abby. Lunchbox has not played in like three months (laughs) because this season has gone forever. 
Abby, what fruit is often associated with tropical islands, has a prickly outer skin, and is filled with sweet, juicy flesh? Mm, that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. A pineapple? Correct. Nice shot. Hold <laughs> on in the second round. Okay, look. Eddie's got four. Amy's got four. Oh, my goodness. The first one to five is the champion. Eddie's wearing the tiara right now. He yeah. is the current champion. Abby, two. Morgan, one. Just don't lose. If Amy or Eddie wins, we have a new champion. <laughs> Gotta get serious. Ready. <laughs> Come on. If you do miss it, you will hear this sound. You've been boned. Here we go. Eddie. Category is cartoon character colors. Mm. Eddie, what color is the genie in Aladdin? A blue. Correct. Morgan, what color is Shrek? He's green. Correct. Amy, what color is Homer Simpson? He's um yellow. Correct. Abby, what color is Super Mario's hat? Uh, red. Correct. Nice okay. job, everybody. Right. The next category is 90s TV catchphrases. Eddie, which TV show featured a character who often said, Oh my God, they killed Kenny. South Park. Correct. Oh. Did you guys not know that one? Mm, no. no. <laughs> All right. Morgan, which character from the TV show Friends often uses the phrase, how you doing? Oh, Joey. That's correct. Joey Tribbiani. Amy, what character from Full House is known for have mercy? Uncle Jesse. Correct. And Abby, do you know 90s TV? Probably not. Okay. I never know any TV or movies. So. Which Family Matters character? <laughs> which Family Matters character? Frequently exclaimed, did I do that? After causing unintentional chaos. I feel like I'm going to Did I do that? Is that Urkel? It is. Oh. <laughs> Next category is the 80s. I like that. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Eddie, which handheld electronic game became a cultural phenomenon in the 80s featuring a character named Mario? Handheld. Game Boy. Correct. Oh. Morgan, what pop artist released the hit song, Like a Virgin, in the 80s? Like a virgin. Madonna? Correct. Yes! Nice. Amy, which American sitcom featured four senior women living together in Miami? Golden Girls. Correct. Abby, who won the Grammy for Album of the Year in 1983 with the album Thriller? Oh, that is Michael Jackson. Correct. Now we go a little faster, guys. The category is... Country music lead singers. Eddie. Come on. Randy Owen is lead singer of what band? Alabama. Correct. Morgan Kimberly Perry was lead singer of what band? The band Perry. Correct. Amy Matt Ramsey is the lead singer of what band? Old Dominion. Correct. Abby Gary LaVox was the lead singer of what band? Rascal Flatts. Wow, come on. <sighs> if Amy or Eddie wins, they are the champ. The category is... Musical instruments. Which instrument, Eddie, is known as the instrument of the angels? Harp. Correct. That's a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to play it cool. That's a hard one. Yeah, that's a hard one. Oh, boy. Morgan, which instrument is known for its distinct shape, six strings, and is played by strumming or plucking the strings? (sighs) Which instrument is known for its shape, its six strings, and it's played by strumming or picking the strings. A guitar. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Amy, what question. percussion instrument consists of a set of wooden bars struck with mallets to produce musical tones? What percussion instrument consists of a set of wooden bars 
struck with mallets to produce musical tones. Hmm. You an answer? Xylophone. Correct. Xylophone. <gasps> oh, wow, wow. Abby, what's the instrument with black and white keys that is played by pressing them down to produce sound? Piano. Correct. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, no one's missing anything. The category is Marvel. Oh, yeah. Oh, What's the name of the Marvel character, Eddie, who has a tendency to break down the fourth wall and is also played by Ryan Reynolds? The fourth wall? Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds is... Flash. Incorrect. Oh, no. Oh, You've no. been booed. Oh, no. universe, buddy. Oh, no. The answer is Deadpool. Deadpool. The fourth oh. wall is not a literal wall, Eddie. Dead. Oh, it's not? It's like you talk to the ca- like to the camera, the person. Oh, my like, God. Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I said Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> is that a band? <laughs> mm, probably so somewhere. Eddie it. has been eliminated. I'm done. Yes. I'm done. Wow. Morgan, who's the billionaire genius philanthropist that becomes Iron Man? The name or like his actor name? Not his actor name. His character name. Who's the billionaire? Genius philanthropist. Tony Stark. Correct. Oh. All right. Uh, Amy, what Marvel character is known for their hammer? Thor. Correct. Abby, which Marvel superhero is known for his ability to grow things back, regenerative healing, and his claws that come out of his hands? Um, claws that come out of his hands. Um, Wolverine. Correct. <laughs> What? <laughs> We're going speed now. We're going speed. Here we go. Wow. Morgan, what country is both an island and a continent? What country is both an island and, and a, a continent? continent? Australia? Correct. Yeah. Amy, what like country that. is known for its fjords? What? I just didn't know the category. Geography. Okay. What country is known for its fjords, Vikings, and beautiful landscapes? Scotland. Incorrect. Yes! Oh, you yes! Let's go! What is it? Norway. Mm, okay, well. Wow, wow, wow. Good job, Amy. Over there. <laughs> Abby, which continent is home to the Amazon rainforest? Um, South America. Correct. We're down to two. Woo! We got one more category. If nobody wins this, we go to sudden death. The category is video games. Morgan, what's the name of the block building game that has become one of the best selling video games of all time? Tetris. Incorrect. <gasps> block building game? The answer was Minecraft. Oh. That's crazy. Abby, for the win. Uh, let's go, Abby. What's the name of the speedy blue character that is the mascot of Sega? The speedy blue character? That is Pac-Man. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, Morgan, you're still in it. All right. That is yeah, Sonic man. the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, There'll be three questions. Speed round. Abby, Morgan, yell your name as the buzzer, okay? Okay. Here we go. What is the world's hardest material? Morgan. Abby. Morgan. Rock. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, diamond. Say your name. Abby Diamond. Correct. One, one, zero. Wow. Here we go. Who directed Jaws and E.T.? Abby. Abby. Spielberg. Correct. Winner. Wow, Abby wins! Abby's got three now. Oh, I'm coming for you. Abby's a lightsaber. 
Also, Lunchbox is still out Martin's again. Still out, yeah. <laughs> he hates us right now. No winner. Eddie and Amy wow. both flamed out. Abby, nice oh, job. Thank you. I was talking about Shania Twain's concerts, and people are like, well, I don't know what's happening here. Like, it's always, it sounds always messed up, or she stops singing, or she, like, leads people in chant. Every Shania Twain show, it looks like on TikTok, there's something bizarre happening. So here's a call, Kaylee from Fresno, California. I just wanted to call after I heard you talking about the Shania Twain show. I was at her show in Mountain View. What I thought was she was kind of struggling with her in-ears, and she was, like, touching them a lot. I've heard you talk about in-ears on the show, and it sounds like... Maybe they can be bothersome if they aren't working properly. Anyway, I just thought I'd offer another perspective and also stick up for the queen of country. Love the show. Okay, bye. Appreciate that. It just seems like every show something's going on. Yeah. It's in-ears this time. The next show, her hair's on fire. The next time, there's a raccoon <laughs> on stage. I don't know. It just seems like there's always something. And also, you know, TikTok has the ability to make things bigger than they really are. But a lot of people walking out of Shania shows crazy but maybe it's her inner ears but also you fix that in sound check right, right, right line right. check this is a, a big level show it like, is yeah, figure that out. yeah that is the show. here's amy's pile of stories a poll was taken about whether or not someone on an elevator hits the close button real quick if they see someone approaching the elevator and they try to just leave them well that close button doesn't really work it does it does sure it does no yeah. No you chance. Just, you yeah. try it every it does. time. It doesn't. You can't make it close faster. Yeah. You can't get in and close, and it shuts faster. It's like the some of the buttons on the street where you push it, and you think you're walking across the street. That that's those not, don't work that's either. Not real? Yeah. No. It's what? all timed with traffic lights. So right. mind blown. The close elevator buttons for the most part don't work. You can't get in and hit it, and it closes immediately. You've got to give people ample time to get in. Huh? Wow. I thought that right when you hit it, it starts to yeah, then close. Yeah. Why have much? that? Yeah. Exactly. He's messing with us. Why have the buttons on it just to make you feel good? Wow. At some point, they may have worked, but now if they're making an elevator now and you hit the close button, it doesn't close any earlier. Huh. If, like, you've held it open for a long there's a chance it could hop in and do But uh, go ahead. People are hitting it. Why are they hitting the button? Well, just a poll was taken by YouGov. Hopefully, that's not something our government pays for. <laughs> but three in 10 Americans have tried to close the elevator door to leave someone behind or not have to sit on the elevator or be on the elevator with a stranger. Here you go. Most elevators don't have a functioning close button. They have the button, but the close button does not work. The open button, however, does work. To keep it open. I just put my hand up there, you know? Block yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, Throw so if someone's coming out. in and you do want to do the opposite of that, you can hit the open button and it opens up. So, you guys didn't know the close button was no, just a trick. No, I didn't know that. Are That's so crazy. Um, eye contact people or talk to strangers on elevators? No, people, no or? chance. No. I look down the whole time. I mean, I, I, it just depends, I guess, what time of day it is. Like, it, Do you look at the floor or the numbers? The, why would I look at the numbers? I love looking at the numbers. Like, I kind of look at the floor. If I'm with... Caitlin, I'll just say something funny, uncomfortable to make her feel uncomfortable. Like, I do that stuff. Sometimes, I guess, it depends if the person's like, has their head up. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. How you doing? Yeah. But mostly, I, I feel like I don't want to bother people. I've been trapped in an elevator just once, but I got out fairly quickly, so it's not as traumatic as the time that we were in Vegas for iHeart Festival, and I had to bring something up to your room, and I got on the elevator, but I had mouthwash in because we were in a hurry. I was like getting ready. I was like, and I was just going to spit it out when I got there. 
a bachelor was on the elevator with me. And I wanted to talk to him. From I the show or just in general? Ben Higgins. Oh, got it. <laughs> this was years ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to talk to him like show prep. And so I swallowed my mouthwash oh, no. to talk to him and it was horrible. Did you get drunk? No. Oh. But oh. that's my. Who's the coolest person you've ever been on an elevator with? Got it. Ooh. Do you guys have, or do you want to hold that? Yeah. Hold okay. it. Okay, hold right. it. I got a couple good ones too. Ooh. Hold that bit. We'll get to it later today or Monday or something. Okay, Amy, what's next? Bed rotting is the latest trend that is going around, especially on TikTok. And it's not as bad as it sounds. It's just kind of like you're quote unquote rotting away in your bed because you stay in there as long as possible. And fans of this claim that bed rotting is a great way to uh, work on your mental health and your physical Just health. Just lay in bed? I, I, can't, I would claim that too. <laughs> I can't figure out why. I, I would claim that. Bed rotting is a terrible name. It's not like you died. And yeah, you're just, rotting. Yeah. Or some of those shows where it's like... Uh, those TLC shows where people are so big they can't get out of their bed. And they oh, like, yeah, My Thousand Pound Life or whatever. Ooh, those are, those are, those are interesting to watch. That's <laughs> bed rotting. Yeah. yeah, which also related to the bed. Uh, Kay, uh, she met a bachelor. No. <laughs> you and Caitlin, y'all should try going to bed uh, 90 minutes apart. Experts say that'll help your sleep. I already go to bed early, and she sometimes will just take one for the team. Because I like this. I've said it before. I'm Little Spoon. It is what it is. And sometimes she'll take one for the team and be Big Spoon and help me go to sleep. I struggle with sleeping. Mm -hmm. So she'll Big Spoon. So I don't like that. Are you more progress on a sleep? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. First, I do love my sleep number bed. That's first right. of all, let me say that. First of all, without it, I wouldn't have a chance. Second of all, uh, yeah, we're trying stuff. Yeah, mostly spoon me harder. <laughs> all right, what else? Well, Dolly Parton was sharing how she keeps things spicy with her husband. Oh, no. Oh, ne next, next segment. Oh, oh, next segment. Oh, we're talking about this. Next, next. They have been Elevator together. closed. <laughs> Elevator closed. Hey, button doesn't work. Isn't it crazy? They've been married 57 years. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that alone is a story to celebrate. Uh, but she said that she just likes to keep herself looking good. Like, if she's out in public with her hair and makeup done, she does the same thing back home. She's not that's gonna not just... spicy, though. Maybe. Yeah. Is it? She's he... keeping it up at home, too. Okay. That's what she says. Okay. And they make time for each other. You know right. what I'm saying? Good for that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Up. Close. <laughs> End it. Okay. Is that it? Is it because they're older? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Miles was having his fourth birthday party, and he was like, oh, mom, can we invite the police? Because he had met the police officers at some night out a couple months ago. She was like, sure, if you want to invite the police, invite the police. So he went to the police station with an invitation said, come to my fourth <laughs> birthday party. And his mom's like, yeah, right. The cops aren't going to show up to the birthday party. And what do you know on his fourth birthday? The police department showed up and they brought the fire department. Yes. Aww. Because it was a Paw Patrol themed uh, birthday. Oh, and they, that's funny. They all showed up and they brought him a big Paw Patrol toy. I bet the neighbors thought there was like a murder at the house or something. <laughs> For sure. Once the cops and the <laughs> fire happening? truck show up, they're like, whatever that is, that ain't good. That's awesome. I mean, Paw Patrol, then they show up. That's pretty cool. That's a great story. What town is that in again? That is in Scarborough, Maine. Shout out to those police officers. I'm looking at the picture. They're all out there. The kids got a sign. They brought the police dog as well. That's I mean, so isn't that cool. crazy? Yeah, that's really good. That's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Okay, so this is an interesting question from Morgan. She was talking about the handicap stall in the bathroom. So you went into the bathroom, Morgan, and that was the only stall open? 
Yeah, there was a line, and the stall that was open was the handicap bathroom. And no one was using that one? Nobody was using it. It just had gotten open, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom and use the handicap stall because all the others were taken. Okay, and then the question is, can you? Can I? Because I came out, and there was a handicapped woman oh. waiting. Oh, no. And that she yelled at me. Oh, oh I yeah. didn't know that was the end of that story. What are the odds of her like waiting? Not good. I've never seen anyone uh-uh. that actually needs it using it or waiting for it. But, but but hold on. The stall isn't like a parking spot. Like it's different. That's I agree. Okay. I I agree. Yes. But Morgan, what, what were your thoughts when you saw her and what did she say to you? Well, it was immediate regret. I had wished I did not use that bathroom when I came out. I was like, "I'm so sorry. I didn't realize somebody needed this. It was just the only one open." And she like scoffed at me and she's like, "Next time don't use it." And I was like, "Okay." What? Here's the thing. That <laughs> stall is not just It's not just. Right. It's built Four. It has right. the whatever they need like for gonna, it to use the bathroom. You have to wait in line no matter what. Like, like that, shawl, that stall shouldn't just be left open all the time. Right. Unless I'm just so wrong on this. But I'm I think you have sure. a point. It's not like a handicapped spot. No, no. You don't park in handicapped spots whatsoever. Absolutely. But if you're in the bathroom and there's there's three stalls and one of them's a handicap, use it. It's the only one open? Yeah. I even understand if there's two, you don't pick that one maybe. Sure. Well, that's also sometimes where the baby changing table is. In the hand. So like... Well, that ain't good. Why? Putting the baby, because that gives another reason to take up the handicap stall. Oh, mm. well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not just for, I mean, you could come out and there's like a baby waiting. <laughs> I had neither. <laughs> yeah, it's just accessible for the handicap. Yeah, person. I don't that's think, it. Morgan, you did anything wrong. But man, what bad luck to come out and somebody's waiting on it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. sort of like the family bathroom. It's not just for families. It's right. just there if there's a family. Like, if you're at the airport and it says, oh, family bathroom right here. If it's unoccupied... You can go use it as a yeah, single person. You're right. I you're love right. the family bathrooms because it's like 100 percent privacy. Exactly, yeah. like your own bathroom. It's a single I'm hole, sure. <laughs> and that's yeah. why I use the handicap one is because there's more space. But my suitcase, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to worry about it cramming up, and it's so perfect. I would think that that stall is not supposed to be left open all the time. I would think if if there's an option to take another one, you take another one. Yes, that's the respectful thing, yes, just in case. But if it's the only one and there's a line, I think you can go in that stall. Well, and that's exactly what happened, but she seemed to think that I was definitely in the wrong. What's she said, don't you? Bad it? luck. What bad luck that is. Oh, yeah. It, my whole, like, my stomach dropped to my butt, basically. I was like, no, nah, that just happened. I'm going to side with you on this one until I'm told otherwise. <laughs> and maybe I do deserve an education and, and to be told otherwise. <laughs> But, and we're open to that. Yeah, I'm going to side with you on this one right now. Okay. But that is so unfortunate. Okay, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. Why did the shopping cart go to therapy? Why did the shopping cart go to therapy? It's tired of being pushed around. <laughs> <laughs> that was the morning corny. Listen to this voicemail from Randy, who lives in Sacramento. Morning studio. I was just calling because I was wondering, I feel like this is about the time last year where I got my red, white, and blue Pimp and Joy stuff that went towards helping build a house for a wounded warrior. I was wondering if anything like that was going on this year as we are approaching 4th of July and just have Memorial Day. Thank you for asking. And yes, what we try to do is build a home for a hero every single year and on Monday's show, we'll have United States Marine Corps Corporal Aaron Mankin on. And what we're going to do is hear his story and because we've asked him to come on the show so we can help him. And, you know, Monday he will be on. We're going to talk about what we're going to do. And yes, we're going to do it again. I'll tell you this. He's had 70 surgeries. Wow. Right. Like he went and served 
and he'll give us a story. He's had 70 surgeries. So, well, yeah, we want to help him. So he will be on Monday, and then we will tell you how you can help. And we have a line, and we don't take any money from it, and it just goes to help and build a house for these heroes that we've done a bunch of times over the years. So thank you for asking. Great timing. But that will be Monday on the show, and we'll get into all that early next week. So that's on the way. On the way here, next, well... Her name's Beverly Gilmore. We talked about her about a month ago. She says she dies three times a month and she goes and meets people. And she doesn't say heaven. This afterlife, this this actual death experience. So she comes back. I wish well, she's on. We're going to talk to her. I'm skeptical of everything, this included. But I will. Let's 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 have a conversation and see what she has to say. We'll come back with this woman who says she dies three times a month. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European Political Systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. Her name's Beverly Gilmore. We talked about her about a month ago. She dies about three times a month. Like near-death experiences. They call them actual death experiences. Look, do I believe this? I'm skeptical of everything at this point. But I'm going to treat it and respect it. Like, I actually have no idea. I can't prove she did or did it. So I'm just going to ask 
and be respectful and be curious about what she has to say. She's been having actual death experiences since 1987. She says she has them about three times a month. She's almost 60. She had a traumatic brain injury in her 20s. She's claimed to meet Jesus, Walt Disney. She says she fills herself physically, leave her body. Then she comes back. She wrote a book. She's got a lot of stuff going on. And I will get her at the end with, are you making money off this? Ooh, yeah, that's good. That's my favorite. Someone's like, I'm here to help. I can tell you. I can speak to your your grandparents. They died for $4.99. Wait. <laughs> I want to pay money for this. So I will get to that. But I do, before I push a little bit of me being skeptical, I want to hear her story. We should hear everyone's story. Here she is. And here we go. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Beverly Gilmore. Beverly, good morning. Hi, good morning. May I say good morning to all your listeners? Yeah. Hope they have a great day. Thank you. But it's morning here, but where are you? I'm in Lytton St. Anne's in United Kingdom. So we were kind of drawn to your story. We talked about it, and then we kept talking about it, and then okay. we've become fascinated with it. And so okay. can you, before I get into some specific questions, can you kind okay. of walk us through your life story, what has happened to you when you were younger, and now what's happened to you recently? Well, the uh, near-death experiences, they began when I was 22 in 1987. And at that time, I was, um, I would say, a hobby writer, you know, children's writer. I was writing little stories for my own children. I was a mother. I was a wife. And I had, you know, life was really good. I had my own house. Yay. (laughs) I was really proud of that. So that was an achievement back in 30 years ago. So, uh, yeah, um, there was a time when I became a part-time policewoman. That was fun because uh, I'm quite, you know, partial to justice and things like that um, and the law and everything. So the first time that you had one of these experiences, was it because of a traumatic brain injury? Was it right then or did you have an injury prior to that? This is the actual interesting uh, angle that we have. And this is what's fascinating the medics at the moment over here in the UK. I actually started the near-death experiences prior to the brain injury. But the the actual near-death experiences healed the brain injury. So that is quite fascinating. So some people often think, well, she's had a brain injury. She was on a lot of medication. But it's actually the opposite. Prior to the brain injury, I was on no medication. And the near-death experiences were uh, spontaneous. You die like three times a month or three times ever? On on average, about two to three times a month. This the older I'm getting, the the more they seem to be uh, spread out. Um, like last month there was only one, so you know, and it's been about three weeks since I, I last had a near death experience. So it seems the older I get, maybe my my natural body is not coping with it, so it, it's shutting it down uh, naturally. So that's uh, that that could be what's happening to me at the moment. Do you feel it when it's about to happen? Do you feel it while it's happening physically? Well, I mean, when you say physically, I, I suppose, no, no, what you are aware, what I'm aware of, what I'm aware of, because this is my, my experiences, is I always know that I'm going to have an idea. I never have one standing up or, or conscious or anything like that. And I never see images or anything like that when I'm awake. 
but I will like I'll retire I'll go to bed and I start to go into a sort of like a very deep it feels like a deep sleep but it's actually the first stages of consciousness and my heartbeat will stop well it's it's changes it becomes very shallow until it actually slows down and then i actually feel like um imagine you're turning a light switch off and it happens in four sections of the brain it, always in the same order and it's always the the upper right the upper left lower left lower right and then once that fourth one goes you know snap 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 i'm unconscious but I'm awake, but I know my eyelids are closed. Do you understand what I mean? I do. And can you could you pull yourself out of it if you wanted to, or are you no, just no? Not that stage. No, no. I just start to. It's a, all. All it basically is is a, a transitioning of consciousness. So you have that consciousness already. You know when you are alive. What's just happening is that part of your conscious is actually becoming your primary consciousness and that's what lifts up and then I will lift up and I can look down on myself and then it's been there's been lots of different stages sometimes I've I've just moved around the room sometimes I've gone out and and most times um, majority of times I always go through the white light and then I I, uh, I meet those who have passed on if it were happening to me and I was for sure that it happened I just I, I wouldn't tell anybody because I, I think that they would think I was crazy. It's like if aliens came and they abducted me, I ain't telling anybody because although it might have happened, I don't think anybody's going to believe me. So the first time this happens to you, did you fear that, that if you tell them that yeah, you died and came absolutely. back to life, they thought you were crazy? Absolutely. In fact, I never spoke about them for the, uh, the first couple of years. I was terrified of what people would think of me because I actually tried to tell my husband at the time because you know, at the beginning, I, th I, I just thought it was just like a very strange dream, you know, and then it, it kept up. And then I actually met Cary Grant and then I met my dad. And that's when I kind of like knew, hey, you know, I'm, I'm crossing over here because, you know, both Cary Grant and my dad have passed over. But I actually tried to tell my husband about it because when I was lifting up at one, one stage, I actually tried to wake him up. And my hand passed through his body. So your spirit can't hold anything physical. I tried to, uh, before I, I rose up, I tried to lift the sheets up. You know, like you would do naturally as if you woke up. You would wake up, you'd lift the sheets up, you'd get out of bed. So I was in that mindset. And I tried to lift the sheets up, but my hand was just passing through the sheets. And I was like, oh, what's that? And my husband, um, he didn't like it. He was a very straight, black is black, white is white type of man, and he didn't want to talk about it. So that kind of like, I went into myself then and said, okay, I think I'm on my own on this one. I don't know what's happening. And I, 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 I went around everywhere looking for answers. I went to every church that the door was open. I went in trying to find answers there. I went to spiritualist churches. I went to psychics. I went everywhere. And even though I'd get little snippets from different places, you know, oh yeah, I I I, I can I can sort of like um, recognize what you're saying there. Not one of them was the complete package. Yeah, 
when you cross over and you mentioned your dad and you mentioned uh, Cary Grant, are they like the old version of them or can you, could they choose any physically part, like their best looking times? Cause I, I died and I was 90. I don't want to be 25. Like what are they physically? You become the best part of you because, um, I saw my dad. Now he died when he was 52. So he was, you know, he was, he was uh, a mature gentleman, but the first time I saw him, he did look 52. Okay. The second time I saw him, which was a few years later, even though I wanted to see him all the time because he was my dad, it wasn't, I, I wasn't getting my own way here. You know, I'd see him if, if there was a reason for it. So a couple of years later, when I saw him again, he looked about 30 and the way he spoke, the the love that came from him, everything. And I was so proud of him. You know, it was just like I was blown away because he was just so intelligent and clever and beautiful. And I was like, whoa. And in fact, when I came back from that, I burst into tears. And for several days afterwards, I would find myself, you know, <laughs> tearing up and, and, and thinking, you know, how proud I am of him. Yeah, because he did have his challenges in life. He was an alcoholic in life. My mom and my grandmother both passed away. And if I said, hey, could you get this note to them? Is that something you could do? <laughs> could you find them? Are there neighborhoods in this place? Or is it just you're allowed to see who you're supposed to see? I would say I'm only allowed to see who I'm supposed to see. And it's for specific reasons. And, um, yeah, I don't go cross over, go wandering around. Um, everything that... I've gone through when I come back I would go into like a sort of semi-conscious trance and I would write about it and uh, they they make very interesting writings because it's sort of like I was being shown a lesson and then the NDA was being explained why I was being shown it what I was being taught whereas rather than just describing it and saying I wonder why I was actually given the answer in, in a follow-up near-death experience. It was like the one way I can, I can explain this to people is I feel like I've been in, in like school, you know, um, you know, high school, you know, from year one to year five. And each year I was learning a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. So are you a prophet, do you think? No. Even no. though you're having – in your mind, in, your, in the story that you're telling us, and you're having these conversations with people that we cannot talk to that are telling you and teaching you, and you're bringing it back down. I mean, isn't that a bit of a definition of, of a prophet? In my opinion, you see there's millions of people who have near-death experiences. And we don't know. We're talking, you and I. But we don't know. Maybe there's a couple of thousand people who are going through the exact same thing as I am, and we just haven't found them yet. So, you know, the, I wouldn't say that my near-death experiences are any more special than someone else's because they're very near, – a near-death experience is a very beautiful and a very psychological event. And it's very close to the person who has it. And, um, you, you know, every, every single one – what we're yet to, to tap into, what I understand, what I've been doing is that, you know, out of – Thousands and thousands of people have a near-death experience. They, 
99% of them will say, I experienced this love. It was incredible. It was immense. It was immense. It felt solid. It was all around me. I felt like I could reach out and touch it. Well, from what I understand, from what I've learned, that love is created within us while we're over the physical life. And we carry it over. So the messages that I'm getting all the time is, let us open our hearts here and now and let us use near-death experiences to have a better life. To, and, and that's, we are the love. We, we can live that love here and now. And, and I think that's perfect. It's a very beautiful message. And that's what it is. And anyone who's had a near-death experience will tell you the same message. It, is there a floor or are you floating? No, you, you you float. You float up and then you're you're flying. And then when you go through the, the white light, then you you actually walk. You can walk, you can fly, you can move. It's like everything's in slow motion. It's like I saw, for, for instance, I saw uh, there's trees, there's grass. There was one experience I had where I was being told to cross a field. And I was really frightened to do this because the field had amazing flowers every color you could think of beautiful really enhanced but i was aware that i had no shoes on my feet as i'm walking and i was also aware that there was a lot of bumblebees in this field and i did not want to cross the field because i was scared the bumblebees would sting me i'd tread on one and this voice came behind me and said the bumblebees do not sting here and hearing that it let go of the fear, and I was able to cross the field. Have they scanned your brain while this is happening, or is it so random that you can't actually predict it? I can't predict it. We did go on to, it was like a heart monitor, when um, you have your heart, you know, sort of monitored as you're doing it, and it did flatline. But there, at that time, when I was being, it was being investigated, there wasn't any scans or anything like that. It was just um, heartbeat monitor. Any chance that you just sleep really deeply occasionally? Because sometimes I just get real tired. I don't sleep for a And I'm just like, oh, and I have a dream. And you don't think that's it at all? You don't think it's a super deep sleep? No, because I'm, I've become such a different person because of them. Um. No, it, 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 it's it's the the events that that go on, and plus also, you know, I mean, why would I dream about Cary Grant? I mean, he was an actor in my mother's era. I didn't even actually know who he was when I saw him. I just recognised his voice, and uh, that yeah. was. I mean, I dreamt about Macaulay Culkin on an elephant once. I have no idea why, but <laughs> just maybe I picked up something. You know, okay, so. You have met Jesus. Is that is that accurate? Yep. Once or like you guys hang out? He's, he sits and he, he tells stories and he teaches you and you're following him. Those, can I tell you one experience with him and then you get – I'd love to hear uh, it. Okay. This very beautiful. Um, he was in front of us and I was aware we there was a group of us and we were in a line and there were two by two. And we're walking behind him. And as he's walking forward, this um, majestic marble stairway appears. And suddenly I became with the the want, the desire, whatever, you know, the need, that I wanted to walk with him. 
I, I wanted to be up there at the front, you know, side by side. So I fell out the line and I ran ahead. And as I came to his side, he told me to look down at my feet. And I looked down at my feet and I saw that my left foot was slightly in front of his right foot. And because of that, the, the, stair, the step underneath disappeared. And I suddenly felt like, oh, you know, I'm going to fall. Yeah. So I moved back. And as I moved back, he brought his foot forward again. And the, the marble step appeared under his foot. And from that, I knew... You know, he didn't sacrifice himself for, for us to walk right next to him. He sacrificed himself so we follow him so that he, you know, he will lead us and he will keep us safe. And that's what that near-death experience was, was saying to me, you know, follow me. Don't walk in front of me. Don't walk beside me. Follow me. Would you have considered yourself a religious person before these started happening to you? Probably, yeah. I always had a very strong relationship with him since I was a little girl. But um, I didn't quite belong to any one church. So I would say, you know, it's like spiritual Christian. But that was just growing up. But I've always had a personal relationship with him. I, I keep to me and, and I share it if people ask about it. But, you know. Uh, is everybody famous up where you go or are there any like normal people where you're like what's up hey who are you i'm chris i'm does that ever happen well not in that sort of like tone no um i can tell you that someone came up to me and started talking to me and i couldn't understand a word they were saying because every couple of words were it sort of like it was blocked out you know so it wasn't there and it was like hello blip, hello blip. I'm blue, and I couldn't understand why 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 that was. It wasn't a coherent conversation, and I I later learned that the reason for that was that within his lifetime, this chap had taught himself the swear word like profoundly. So he was like, you know, best friends with a swear word. Well, with the spirit, the swear word can't be heard, and that's why his conversation was breaking up. I got one so. of those virtual reality headsets and you get to go in a room with all these people <laughs> and you do it. You know, sometimes you don't know the language they're speaking, but you're all just kind of hanging out as like uh, avatars. It kind of feels like <laughs> that's what this is. The other thing that, that was a very, very interesting as well is um, if um, this, this, it was a female actually, I, I, I never met her before. I didn't know who she was. And she came up to me and she started conversing with me and I suddenly felt that she wasn't on my wavelength. You know her belief system, yeah? And all I said was, leave me of your company. And as soon as I said that, she wasn't able to converse with me anymore. She had to go. So it's like you you protect this love that you carry over there and you just immerse yourself in it. And if any anything like negative comes to you, you actually protect this love that you've created in life. Her book, A Journey of Actual Death Experiences, The Exploration of the Human Consciousness Through Spiritual Intervention, uh, came out in yeah. 2018. I want you to uh, check it out by Beverly Gilmore, and I'm going to ask you about the book in just a second. But a couple more questions. We had talked about an interaction that you had with Walt Disney. Multiple mm -hmm. interactions or just one, and, and what did he say? Uh, loads. Um, absolutely. He, he basically became my mentor over there. 
And what he was doing was he was teaching me how to be a, a storyteller. He was teaching me about, I'd, he, he sort of like, he created this uh, group of characters and the group of characters are very spiritual and it was fascinating and he was able to illuminate them and he was able to show me how to put this story together and this group of characters are actually called spirit council and they're there protecting the mysterious crystal of life and there's heaven inner and earth and, and pathway of time and the spirit council the the mysterious crystal life shatters and they've got to go and find a true guardian and it was an amazing story and he brought it to life and showed me and when I came back I, I wrote about it so yeah, it was it was you know you ever, was, you ever do the Mickey voice hey I actually saw Mickey well, I saw well, Mickey oh Mouse the very first time I met uh, Walt I walked it was like we were walking in, I walked into a building and um, how can I put this? Everything was like wood, but it was like oak, and it was very rich. It was very, you know, it's like everything over there is alive. There's nothing dead there. It's all alive, even, even you know, the bricks and the, the floors and the trees and everything. And we walked up to this doorway, and there was two men standing at the doorway, and it was like they were like security men. They were like, you're not going in this door. And as I approached, they moved out the way. So I knew I was allowed to go in. And when I went in, there it was. And I thought that well, it was basically me. I asked him to, I want you to teach me about your magic. And he turned around and he said, I admire your cheek, which I thought was quite funny. Well, I did when I thought about it when I came back. And the next thing he did is he just waved his hand and he produced this like three foot animated Mickey Mouse and then a three foot animated Donald Duck. And they began chasing themselves around this room. And he said, shall we begin? And that was the very first one I had. I guess the question I have about that is since Mickey was never a real person, Mickey can't die. So how was this the afterlife if Mickey was never actually alive. He, when he produced it, he produced it as an animated form. I saw it as an animated form. I didn't see okay. a live Mickey Mouse. I saw the am animation. You know, for us, when when we come back, we want to question, you know, is this Walt's paradise? And, you know, he shared that with me. So someone else, like um, a famous painter, would you find them in an art gallery? you know, painting away to eternal life. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. What, is everybody dressed from different eras? Like if you're in the 50s, the 20s, the Vikings, like they have their clothes on from that era? Never, never saw anything like Vikings and stuff like that, no. Anybody naked? I never saw, I, no, <laughs> no. I was asked, I was asked a similar question actually and no. Okay. Well, I was just, no. I'm just wondering what's up. I just feel like it's a hodgepodge, a whole melting pot of, of everybody from all the ages, Abraham Lincoln, you know, hanging out with uh, Fred Flintstone. Was he real? No, An animated. Oh, animated yeah, too. Yeah. Animated. Okay, the book, A Journey of Actual Death Experiences. Why would someone want this book? What What are you teaching them in this? Well, basically, I actually haven't promoted that book, and uh, do you not uh, want to promote no... it? We don't have to. Huh. Well, it, if people find that book, that's fine. But what that book was. It was written in like 2018, 
And what it was, it was my way of writing everything down for me to to work through the experiences, to understand what they all were and everything. But it is out there, but I don't promote okay. it. I just want people to know. I actually do not promote it. So. I feel about our first comedy record, Raging Idiots. We don't promote that one. Um, so, <laughs> well, Beverly... The website, wearethelove.co. Yeah, that, yeah, we'll get to that one. Yeah, now, so, this, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Okay. So let me say now the website, talking. wearethelove.co.uk. <laughs> What's on the website and why would we go to it? Right. On the website, what I've done, uh, I've basically explained about what the love is, okay, because it's all about uh, loving yourself. It's all about spiritual love. It's all about the energy of the universe and everything. So I've explained that. I've told people who I am. I've told them what happens to me, the stages when I go unconscious and everything. So that's on there. And then I've also included a couple of near-death experiences with the with the ones who have influenced me the most, of Jesus, and then there's the Cary Grant, and then Walt Disney. So people can actually, if they want to, they can, they can actually read the, the near-death experiences with Jesus that I had, and then with Cary Grant and with... Um, Walt Disney. And I'm also doing a blog because I've found out that people really like a sort of like um, current feel to it. So every every two every week, if I'm, you know, if I'm sort of like well enough, I will actually do a do an experience and talk about the love and then people can comment on it and people can people can share their near death experiences on what they understand the love to be as well. Okay. So last question I have for you. And the website okay. is wearethelove.co.uk. We'll put it up there so people can click it. But how are you, are you making money off this? No. No money. Yeah. It's no GoFundMe, no link to pay you, nothing. No. There's a a link on there to the Snow Mice book, but I'm not marketing it yet. So I don't even think people can buy it yet. Wow. So you're making so, no money? Well, I'd be... I, I tell you, who you want to go meet, I'll go get word to them right now. You want George Washington? Got it. Judy Garland? Let's go. Okay. It, it's like I've got to lay everything down first. and I've got to get everything in the right order or else people are, are not going to follow it. It's got to be in a, a, a particular order and it's got to be done so that people can relate to what this message is. That's more important. For me, I mean, they can go on the snow mites, they can, the snow mites have been going for a long time, they can buy the snow mites, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not really for sale at the moment. They might find it on Amazon somewhere, but it's not, okay. it's not being promoted. Well, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate, you know, the honesty in your story and it, it feels like the message is love. I mean, oh, it is. all you need Absolutely. is love. The, the, those guys from over in your area said it best. All you no. need is love, <laughs> you know? So, uh, Beverly, thank you so much, and and I, I hope you have good health. And Do you want to die, die, though, and not come back? Because it does. if it's true and it's this awesome, don't you just want to die forever? No, because what they teach you is to value life. You see, that's what a lot of people don't understand when they're, they're promoting this story. My near-death experience are not a story about death. They're a story about life. Because I value life so much now that every part of life is precious to me. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stay here for as long as I can. Maybe here or another life will run into each other. Well, you never know. Never know. You never know. <laughs> All right, Beverly. Thank you. See you later. Okay.
Take care. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European Political Systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Way earlier this morning, Lunchbox thought that Gumby was real, and he was fighting me on it. I'm like, Gumby, his best friend's Pokey? And he's like, yeah, he's real. And I'm like, the green... Then I started to think, who was that green guy, like, modeled after? And he goes, he didn't eat. Hunger strike. Oh, Gandhi. <laughs> so, it, a little different. It was hours ago, but... Here we go. This It's what inspired this game. Mm-hmm. Lunchbox, me and you, one-on-one. I'm going to yeah. give you somebody. All you have to do is tell me if this historical figure is real or fake. For, okay. ex- for example, Gandhi. That's the real one. Correct. Dinosaurs. Real. Correct, because Eddie didn't think dinosaurs yeah, were real I until recently. I still doubt it a little bit. No, no, you should stop saying that. <laughs> Lunchbox, ready? Yeah. Pocahontas. Real <laughs> or, or fake? And fake being created. Pocahontas. Ah, uh, fake. I know there's a movie about her, but I don't know if it's like a. Just move the Hercules too. We learned that he's not real. So she has to be fake. Then. Eddie, what do you think of Pocahontas? She is real. 
Po- they're a real person. Pocahontas is real. She was a Native American woman belonging to the Powhatan people, notable for her association with the colonial settlement at Jamestown. Yeah. That's correct. Lunchbox. Yeah. Buddha. No, nah, that's a statue. That's a statue. Fake. What about the Rocky statue? But Rocky's a fictional character. Fair. So, so Buddha. What about a- the Abraham Lincoln statue? There's Lincoln one. Memorial? Yeah. Got him. Oh, I've been to it. I'm just saying uh, the statue. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. It's fake, though. Uh, Buddha is actually real. According oh. to tradition, the historical Buddha lived from 563 to 483 <laughs> BC, although scholars postulate that he may have lived as much as a century later. Wow. Uh, I'm on two. That's not good. Lunchbox, real or fake? Julius Caesar. That's real. You think? Yeah, he's real. Pizza, pizza. He made the Caesar salad. No, little Caesars. Yeah, and little no, Caesars. No. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I mean, think, Julius think Caesar. You can stick with real if you want. I'm, we're just putting some context here. He, Caesar's Palace. True. Oh, there are statues of him at Caesar's lot of Palace, them. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julius Caesar, real or fake? Man. He's real. He's real, the leader of ancient Rome. Yes. yes, good job. Good job. Oh. Confucius. Uh, like the, the, all these Confucius. Yeah, yeah, Confucius says, Bobby, you've done those before. Mm-hmm. But that's just like a... Horoscope? Yeah, I don't know. What it, <laughs> it, it's someone that writes those, Like, but they're not... I don't know how to say that. Mm-hmm. Confucius. He's, not, he's fake. Real. He was a Chinese philosopher... <laughs> And politician of the spring and autumn period, who is traditionally considered the paragon of Chinese sages, wow. 551 BCE to 479 BCE. But I wasn't around then. How am I supposed to really know if they're real? Or- you weren't around, around for a lot John of these. F. Kennedy. But they right. don't. They don't. They, but they have video of him. Actually, they don't have video of. Com- like, well, they didn't have video at all. Like yes. none of these. Caesar, you like, got you think that the, right. Do you think the pilgrims are real? Well, they have made- Caesar, I've seen his statue, but no I- video of him. Okay, the next one, Cleopatra. Well, he wasn't alive. I didn't see video. <laughs> She's fake. <laughs> She's real. What? Six, 69 BC to 30 BC. She was the queen of the Ptolemaic Kingdom of Egypt. She is its last active ruler. Jeez. Queen of the Nile. Real or fake? King Arthur. Real. He's the stone guy. What stone guy? What stone guy? I don't know. Sword and stone in that somewhere. Pull out the stone. Yeah, that's a big, big historical thing. It was for sure true, right? The sword and the stone. <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. Who was no, that? no, the sword and the stone. The, the, that's yeah. a that's a yeah character it's a story. It's a story. Yeah. Uh, King Arthur's fake. Poor <laughs> lunchbox. I mean, there's. I the, have no idea who these people are. Experts on Arthurian legend. <sighs> Tell Time Magazine there is no evidence, no primary source from the time to confirm that King Arthur was a real person, that it was a bunch of stories taken from different similar people that they've oh. kind of created wow. the King Arthur. Wow. Okay, well, that's awesome. You're doing great, Lunchbox. I'm sure somewhere there's a King Arthur. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, some country. That's what I'm saying. Somewhere. Yankee Doodle. No, nah, he's fake. What man. did he do? He came to town riding on a donkey, stuck a <laughs> feather in his hat, and called it macaroni. <laughs> it's not a donkey, it's a pony. You ride the macaroni. Pony! Macaroni! Riding on a pony. What did he say? It came in a what? Donkey. donkey. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a rhyme. He was macaroni. not a real person, but the song is very popular uh, during the Revolutionary War. Yes. <laughs> okay, let me give you a couple more. Lunchbox, real or fake? 
Napoleon. Napoleon. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with real. Because they tell Eddie he has Napoleon complex. What? Like yeah, that's Ray. That's yeah. Ray. 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 Oh, Ray. Eddie doesn't have it. No, <laughs> I'm not Ray. Yeah. Napoleon Bonaparte is a real person. He was the second of eight children, a lawyer, and yeah, he did a bunch of stuff. Boom. Yeah. See? Okay. Let me give you a... The, the Dalai Lama. No, nah, I've seen pictures of that guy. He's real. There's a video of him. Yeah, there's pictures of that guy. I've he, seen him. He's real. Okay. Zorro. He's... He's that movie character. I watched him. Oh, maybe he's... Oh, man. That has to be fake, right? There's no real dude that walks, goes around with his sword and makes a Z in people. Oh, maybe. I mean, some of that stuff could be in bad. Like, there could be, like, a great swordsman named Zorro. They just did yeah, the Z for the movie. Though, <laughs> yeah, that's fake, yeah. Thank you. Sherlock Holmes? Fake. Movie fake. guy. Fake. Now Wait. you're on a roll. Yeah, I'm getting good. These are more my era. Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> Your era. William Shakespeare? He's the one that wrote that stuff. Or was he not? Re- they say he didn't really write it, though. He's real. Correct. English poet, yeah. playwright, and actor. Look at me. Humpty Dumpty? <laughs> well, that ain't real. That's a, that's are you a, sure? That's an A. That's- Sure. Right. What do you, what do you Bobby, do? Bobby, you couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> just, okay, no, that's yeah, bad. Okay, Robin Hood. I know there's movies. I've never seen them, though. And that obviously would have a lot to do with real or fake. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could be able to tell. Like they, At the beginning, they would say this based on true events. <laughs> That's a good point. The movie Sometimes, would say that. I mean, yeah. wow. Robin Hood. <laughs> no, Cosmer. you know what? He's got to be fake because they wouldn't name it Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves if he was a real person. That's only one movie, though. It's one story about it. I mean, I don't know what it. Yeah. I don't know the it's, story. He's fake, though. Robin yes. Hood was still from the rich and give to the poor. Bam! I am getting good. Yeah. See, I told you the old people's when I was struggling. Robin Hood's pretty old. Yeah. Let's see if there's any more unicorns. The history of time. Stop. The history of time. I don't know what the history of time means, but unicorns are not real. Never seen them. Okay. Good. All right. I did pretty good. What about jackalopes? Is that on there? What is that? The rabbits with the horns. Jackalopes. They're real. I think they're real, too. Right. What about the chupacabra? (laughs) I think it's real. What about narwhals? Oh, yeah. Like an elf? The medium-sized tooth whale it's like a whale yeah with a horn it's found in the yeah it was found in the water yeah crazy narwhals true or false oh uh, that is uh i'm gonna tell you why i know it's true because it ain't your paddle boat no 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 when you play <laughs> go fish that is in there okay all right there he is lunchbox <laughs> yeah. everybody thank you we all learned a little something today the friday morning conversation with laney wilson we were in dallas at the acms together and we were at dress rehearsal and for you guys you had to actually be dressed because they were Checking lights and yeah. your your outfit was awesome. <laughs> that that was super cool. You look good, but there was an issue with the hat. <laughs> she, and, and you had the but you had the hat on for the second one, the second performance too, didn't you? The plan was to go out with my hat on, yeah. with jelly, and then I had this little routine kind of worked out where I was going to kind of chunk the hat at the camera, 
but we had to take some of the stuff out of the hat because it was way too tight on my head and it was leaving that mark across my face. That's forehead. what it was. Okay, she was like, we got to work on the hat because there was everybody going a million miles an hour because you like throw the hat at the camera. Yes. And I was like, I'm going to ask Lainey what happened with the hat. No, no, no. So it was yeah. too, t- so there was like a line on your head. Yeah, I was like, it looked like it was just like squeezing my head so tight and it was because I had put a lot of fake hair in my hair that <laughs> night. <laughs> so yeah, my head was too big. That was a big night for you. Not just the award wins, but also the performances. I mean, it was a big night pre knowing what you for sure had to do, which was you did the performance with Jelly Roll. Yep. And then that flipped over into your performance of Grease. Yep. And those performances were so different because one is like emotional and touching and then Grease was like, boom, in your yep. face. Super nervous before that award show because of all the responsibility? I was so stressed out. I'm not even going to act like I was not. Which I'll just tell you, uh, award shows are, are scary for me. I because? Feel, I feel like they might be getting a little less scary. Um, there's times where I'm like, all right, here goes nothing. I mean, millions of people are going to be watching you and a lot of them are just waiting for you to mess up. And that's the truth. I mean, I feel that way too. But then when I hear you say it, I'm like, well, that's not true. So then I tell myself, well, that's not true when you say okay. it to me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's yeah. true. Um. <laughs> She's convincing me now to be neurotic again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, I mean, I thought both of your performances back to back were so good. I was talking to Luke Combs backstage because I was doing my stuff backstage because he had to go from doing his performance to come out with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And you did yours from coming on with Jelly Roll yeah. to you. So, but yours never stopped. So you're into one, and is anybody able to talk in your ears, or is it you just hearing music? No, I'm just hearing music. So we had a, a couple days before um, the show, I got to go in there and kind of run through the steps because, I mean, the timing had to be – I had to work it out perfect. I had to make sure that I was walking quick enough. I needed to get to my spot, get to my mic. Um, did you see I had a, a malfunction on stage? No, I didn't. What my, happened? My clip, it fell off the back of my, my bell bottoms. Oh. Yeah, for my for the grease performance. Is that where you were holding it? I was holding it. Oh, I, I said, thought that you were just like supposed to be holding it. Oh, you well, I'm glad you thought yeah. that because I was literally thinking, dang, I can't even I couldn't even grab the microphone stand like I was planning on and I have a couple little cool little microphone stand tricks I was gonna Bring do. Bring her a stand, let's do it now. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> do it. These tricks. Let's do it. Uh, so okay, but after it's over, do you feel like, dang, that was awesome? Or I need to go and hear if it was awesome or not because it was so bang, bang. Okay, even though I had a malfunction and everything, um, I felt like, all right, I killed it. I, I will say, a lot of the times, I'm my worst critic. I'm like, I could have done this, I could have done this, I could have done this. But when I was looking out there and I saw a lot of my peers, my country music peers that I have looked up to for years, when they stood up and started clapping for me, I was like, you know what? I think I did all right. Yeah, it was awesome. Both were really good. The Grease performance did. was crazy good. And just energetic and we have the same kind of management team and I was with a lot of them and they were just so proud they were, they were like look at oh my god it's like actually working and I was glad to show that side yeah because I feel like I haven't been able to I mean I do a lot of that kind of stuff like at my my own shows and stuff like that but um I was glad to do it on TV had you already won any awards by that point yes okay um, and, and how does that make you feel going into those is it are you like, wow, this is the greatest night ever, or is it, I got to not, not think about that, but only think about the performances? Um, I was kind of in that, that mindset right there. I'll be honest. I'm like tunnel vision. Of course, I'm excited, but I know that at the end of the night is when, a, when we're going to really be able to celebrate. I just knew I had stuff I still had to do and be prepared for. And even when it comes to like the speeches and stuff like that, you know, I thought, okay, if I, if I win something, I need to have an idea of like some bullet points of what I'd like to say because I'm given 30 seconds to get up here and maybe change a little boy, little girl's life um, just from watching that. And 
um, I'm like, I got to say something that really means something. And I just didn't want to blow that. So you won four awards, but the visual media, I don't think was on stage that night, was it? Uh-uh. Okay. A music event, was that on stage? Um, yep. Okay. So you went up for that one. Yep. Sorry. Cause I'm also working. I don't, I just am remembering I pieces it. of it. Where are we in? Um, so you went up three times. Yeah. So the third time, what are you supposed to say? You've already said it all. Oh my Lord. I don't even know what I said. I think I blacked out. Because the time. second time you get to remember, because <laughs> oh, after you win the first time, you're like, oh, I forgot to say this. Yeah. You get to go up and do it again and actually click on the people that yeah. you didn't get to click the first time. Yeah. But the third time you're like, well, I like to I shout out my buddy who's got a place back in Louisiana. Who's <laughs> yeah, running yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you, they call your name a third time, you're just like, what do I do now? I was like, well, um, I will say it was album of the year. So it, for me, it was like, um, I'm, I mean, this whole project has been a labor of love. And for me, it felt like a win for my whole team, my crew, my band, the people who played on it, the songwriters, literally everybody. So um, those are the things that I talked about. And those are the things that were like, that were running through my mind in that moment. I don't even know what I said. Mm-hmm. I don't go back and watch my performances and I don't go back and watch my acceptance speeches because I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, live in it's it. It's happened. And and if you feel good about it, live in it. There I don't I don't do the same thing because I don't want to go and pick myself apart for something I feel good about already. Yeah. Because if I'm not gonna grow from it, That's right. why will I go expose myself to it when I already feel great about it and possibly not feel as great? I'm I'm on the same page. So I don't know if that's healthy of us or not healthy of us, but it, I know. It, it leaves me in a better place. Because like I mean, you kinda wanna go back and, and rewatch like those basketball games and, and see what you could have done different. But also I'm like he scored 50 points, you know? Yeah. Why, why, right. why are you going That's to right. Well, then I'll quote Lainey here because she left the stage with this. Like, she accepts the award, she did a little speech, and then right before she walks off, she goes, this stands for hard work. If you're going to be a dreamer, you better be a doer. And then she just walked off. Mark and drop. I was like, yes. She pushed over the podium. <laughs> She's like, I was like, that is so good. And then, you know, you I saw people on social just like quoting yeah. you yeah. and I just thought okay that's the, again like you were speaking to people and being a reminder of like you've put a lot of hard work into this it is true and I've like I don't want folks to think that I mean anything in life that you want is it's not going to be easy you just got to get after it but you know a lot of folks journeys are different it could they can come here and it happen overnight but the truth is a lot of the women um who have stories to tell it didn't she won best female artist of the year best album visual media music event for ACM awards Lainey Wilson is here, and we're going to play the new single, which is kind of one of the reasons you're here. Watermelon Moonshine is now the new single that's going to be the one that you're proud of and pushing. And to, Why this song? I'm in a place in my life right now where I have to make a conscious decision every single day to remember where I come from, remember, you know, to plant my feet on the ground any way that I can. And I'll tell you, Watermelon Moonshine, for me, even just singing it, it reminds me of, of who I am to my core. The Friday Morning Conversation with Blaney Wilson. Okay, so I did see Dolly Parton confirm a duet she's doing with you. You're doing mm-hmm. it together. I don't know. It's pretty cool, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like the craziest thing. I mean. It is nuts. I, so when we when I went in to cut the vocal for it, um, Mama, he's crazy. Um, have, they, have you said that yet anywhere? Yeah, she okay. did. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so. Let's double check that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think she kind of spilled the beans because I didn't know I was even able to talk about it. And then I saw something on the gram that said, Dolly talks about doing a song with Lainey. And I was like, cool, let's talk about it. So who told you that? And did you think it was a joke at first or somebody pulling your leg or what? Mandolin. Uh, my manager called me and said, we've got this opportunity to be a part of the Judd tribute record. And I immediately was like, well, duh. I mean, they're, they're a soundtrack to my childhood. Even if it's just you, you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, I, of course, period. Um, 
and then she came back and said, they're thinking about, you know, the song. And I said, okay, done. And she said, well, they're thinking about getting Dolly on it too. I about passed out. Was it a she may do it? Um, it was, was literally it? like one day they were like, they're going to ask her to be a part of it. And then the next day they were like, it's confirmed. Dang, for that whole day when it wasn't confirmed, I'd be like, there's no way she's doing it. Oh, there's yes. There's no way. There's no way. I know. Dang. I know. Because at that point, we had not even met. Um, but they said she seemed overjoyed to do it. And I had went in and cut my vocal. And then a the week later, she um, ended up kind of going back and, and cutting some harmonies and doing her verse, too. So Didn't Dolly give you the Female Artist of the Year Award? Yeah. Am I remembering that right? Yep. Come on. I mean, who else in the whole history of the world would it be better to get that award from except for Dolly Parton? I mean, that's it. I can't believe that's how I met her. I mean, I was sitting there just watching her, and she was about to present it. And I just felt like, oh, my gosh, she's literally five, ten feet away from me. And, I mean, this is this is my hero, period, hands down. This is my hero. And um, it was weird. As soon as I hugged her neck, I felt like I just had known her my whole life. And I think she just kind of makes people feel that way in general. But she's taught me so much. And I've never even, you know, until then had not even met her. So we were walking off stage, and she grabbed my hand, and she's like, I love our song that we did together. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, I'm going to go home now. Did you talk back, or did you just? I don't even know what <laughs> <Yeah>. I said. <laughs> I she think said, I was like, her, she gave her speech again, work hard or shut up, or whatever she said before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're going to be a dreamer, you better be a doer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Dolly. I, I definitely didn't tell Dolly that. Dreamer do, Dolly. <laughs> Dolly. <laughs> so you went to the award show with your new man. Yeah. And since you did that, I felt like I could actually ask you about it. Yeah. So what's up? He'd been around for a while. I just decided to. Um, I mean, I know make that, but I, I wouldn't say anything about it because if you're not saying anything about it publicly, I'm never going to say anything about it. I don't yeah, want to be. Yeah, th- yeah. You know. Oh, but yeah. now that you're public, I feel like I'd be like, "What's up?" No, he's a good dude. He's he knows what it's like chasing a dream because he's done that for himself. He was in the NFL. He tried out literally for the Steelers and made it and had had a really great run with them. Went out to the LA Rams and did that now. But I'll tell you, he is. Good as gold, supports me, would never come in between anything that I'm trying to do. He's like, go get it, girl. And I made him wait for a while. I mean, I made him, it's been a little over two years now. What's he look like with no shirt? Because I feel like it's pretty ripped. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so, I'll send you a picture. Thank, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so I was watching it on TV. You call him Duck, by the way? You yeah. do call him Duck? Yeah. Uh, duck. The, him, they would, you, you were winning and then they would, the camera would go to him and he, you could see he was genuinely so proud of you and like high-fiving the people around and like he he just, it was really special. Like I, I didn't know about him, but in that moment, I didn't know how old it was, how new. And I'm like, dang, if they're new, he is like, no, he's very very invested. (laughs) What's funny is literally a couple weeks before the show, we had played out in Pittsburgh and me and my band we all wore duck hodges jerseys and so that kind of started started a few rumors but um it's so great i mean he's buddies with all my buddies he'll facetime me and he'll be with hardy or he'll be with cole swindell and all of i'm like can you please stop taking my friend exactly so i know we did trivia last time it was not no your will since you hated it you said no more trivia ever so mm-hmm. we're gonna do how well do you know duck hodges it's trivia about your boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> I probably don't. Okay. How did he earn the nickname Duck? Um. Well, let's see. First of all, if if you read something online, it probably ain't right. In college, why are you pointing at me like you're gonna beat me up, Lane? Because, like, because aggressively because pointing you know, at me. Wilson trivia. I'm ready. Go for ahead. This. Go ahead. Um, his college football coach was like, 
you're one of the best quarterbacks I've ever worked with. And uh, you remind me a lot of one of my favorite quarterbacks I got to work with years ago, and we called him Duck. And so him and the team just kind of started calling him Duck, turns out. He was like, also a duck hunter. He's also a duck hunter. That's correct. Thank you. That's wow. correct. I can't say it's not right. She pointed at me and then was very aggressive <laughs> with that finger. Up. Next up, what state duck calling championship did he win? Arkansas? Alabama. Oh, see, now that would trip me up. Because he's got a duck cabin in Arkansas, and he spent a lot of his duck hunting growing up there. Which NCAA FCS career record does he hold from his time at Sanford College? I don't know what the technical terms are, but for the most Passing yards. That's exactly the technical term. Wow. Most passing yards with 14,584. Oh, boy. Previously <laughs> held by Steve McNair. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. Crazy. That is amazing. Uh, let's do one more. Who did he make his NFL debut against? Is it Cincinnati? You're in the right division because obviously Pittsburgh, but it's not Cincinnati. The Ravens. The Ravens. The Ravens. I wasn't around during that time. Yeah, Sorry, baby. I got one. two out of four. <laughs> and two out of four is exactly what we needed to declare you still together. There Thank it is. You. Yes. Thank you. you won and you get to stay in the, stay together. Uh, <laughs> Lainey, congratulations. Thank yeah, you, buddy. It's an amazing time. Hope you're just soaking it in. It's hard to soak it in, but also push really hard same time so you got to find that balance of yep. both and i hope you're doing that and i'm doing it you look happy it's awesome i am yeah, i'm I proud of you it's super cool thank you there she is laney wilson our friend and yours and her new single is watermelon moonshine and i'm gonna go back and watch you drop your mic pack on grease do it and just laugh and be like oh, i was really rooting for her do to it. fail just like do she it. thinks do everybody it. is yeah yeah all right yeah. laney wilson everybody <laughs> bobby bone show bonehead story up the day this story comes to us from Louisville, Kentucky. A 64-year-old man came home, and he goes to the freezer, and he wants to get his last Hot Pocket, and it's gone. And he goes to his roommate, hey, man, did you eat my last Hot Pocket? He's like, yeah, man, I was hungry. They get in an argument, and he goes, oh, that's it. He goes, gets his gun, and his roommate's running out the door. Boom! Shot him right in the butt. Oh. <laughs> mm. I like a Hot Pocket, too. Oh, they're so good, I man. I do like a Hot Pocket. I just don't know if I'm going to waste a bullet on it. Like, he shouldn't shoot the guy. You don't want to shoot in your house. Yeah, what have you missed? There's a hole in the wall Like, if you had, like, now. a Kobe, you, like, you had no. a good steak. Uh, you have a good steak. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, they ate your good steak. I get, I'm just not going to get that upset over a Hot Pocket. Maybe fists. Uh, Maybe you throw something at them. I, I'm yeah. thinking there was roommate tension before the Hot Pocket. It's a good thing to think. <laughs> and I get it when roommates get in a fight when they're in their 20s. He's 64. <laughs> oh. Well, grumpy old man. Yeah. 60. Did you say that at the beginning of the story? Yeah, yeah. I did. God dang, I was thinking about the Hot Pocket so much, I didn't think about the age. Dude's on Social Security. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he's upset. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. <laughs> Saw a lot of stories about the new Spider-Verse movie. Now, that's Spider-Man. Yep. But is it Spider-Verse? What's Spider-Verse and Spider-Man? It's uh, the animated one, so it's Miles Morales. It. Different Spider-Man. Got it, got oh. it. So it's the cartoon Spider-Man. Animated. You heard what I said, and it's I said animated. what I said. I said, Is there a difference between yes. cartoon and animated? No, no. You say cartoon, and it makes it sound like it's for okay, kids. Okay, but it's a potato, <laughs> potato. It's, it's a cartoon. It's, there's so many more layers to this movie than it just being a cartoon. No, then it's a layered cartoon. I'm offended by you calling <laughs> okay. it a cartoon. So the, the Spider-Verse movie is is out this weekend. Is that going to make a bunch of money? Do oh, these yeah. Do? It's going to crush. Oh, these do really well? Yeah. The first one is my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Even better than the non-cartoons? Even better... It's an animated movie. Oh, no. You struck a nerve. So you're going to go watch this movie? Oh, yeah. I'm going tonight. And this is a different guy. It's not Tobey Maguire. Miles, man. He's an animated character. Tobey's an actor. Yeah, I hear you. You don't get it. I don't. I haven't seen any of them. You know why? Because I'm like, I don't want to watch cartoons. I like Family Guy. 
I like my cartoons to make me laugh. Okay, Family Guy, is that a cartoon? Yeah. Uh-oh. It's a cartoon. Uh-oh. Why is this But they say thing, like Mike? animation domination on on Fox. Yeah, it's still a cartoon. Yeah, okay, uh, you just get to pick what you think it <laughs> is. There's so many great animated superhero movies that I know you would love. That's great, but I don't want to watch a cartoon. What about Coco? Didn't you like that? That's yeah, but I only watched it because I'd never seen a Disney movie ever. Oh, yeah. And I was like, fine, I'm going to watch a couple of these. And it reminded you of me, huh? No, it reminded me of me. Oh, what? So, okay, let us know then. Speaking of movies, what's up on Movie Mike's movie podcast? I did my top 10 most influential Disney movies of all time. Oh, speaking of Disney movies. Yeah. yeah. Coco's on there for sure. Influential? Oh, yeah, To dude. us or to America? Not to, to me. To the world. Not, Eddie, I'm not talking to you. Because it was my I'm talking life. to Movie Mike. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, Mike. I'm not talking to Idiot Eddie. I'm talking to Movie Mike. <laughs> it didn't make my list because I did it for my childhood. Okay. That's it. it. cut off around 2003. Yeah. What was the most? It was Toy Story. Because? Because it started it all. It was the first animated Pixar oh, movie. Yeah. My dog does that crap. What? Toy Story. He does that. Where he comes alive and it's like living on the couch. Like living like a human or going to the bedroom. <laughs> I come out and Stanley's like on the couch smoking a cigarette watching he got a remote in his hand. I'm like, what's happening? That was not supposed to happen. So, okay. Check out Movie Mike's movie podcast. That's cool. On Monday show, I want you guys to be here because we have U.S. Marine Corps Corporal Aaron Mankin on. And we went and found him. We want to share his story, but he'll be on. He's undergone 70 surgeries because of what has happened to him serving our country. And what we do every single year is we try to build a home for a hero. And we're going to hear a story. We've teamed up with Building Homes for Heroes. And let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make his life better because he made ours better. So we're going to do that on Monday. I hope you guys have a good weekend. I'll be in Oklahoma City. The softball College World Series. Let's go. Rooting on Utah and Oklahoma. Yeah, good luck. yeah thank you very much. Father, one of the teams wins. I'm taking all the credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all you, man. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's it. Have a good weekend. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 